1: What a song, what a song. Happy Monday, everybody! Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since last week. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. I hope it was fun. I hope it was productive. I hope it all went uh, amazingly. Uh, we had great shows last week. Um, fantastic guests. Perfect dialogue. Uh, every everything you could want in a show, and we all mesh so well uh, it's just a it's all great chemistry uh, every every single part of it. It really is it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I want to thank all my co-hosts, my guests, my audience, and sponsors. You are all incredible. Uh, the show we've listened to in twenty five different countries, and nearly seventy online platforms, and everybody, if you missed any, past clips, past episodes. Only 24-7 breaking news coverage. Visit my media site, next N-E-X, gen, G-E-N-U-S-A dot com. Um, It's, uh, you know, it's it's been quite the the week in the media, everybody. Uh, A lot of headlines, lots going on. Um, Definitely a lot of uh, different articles and and subjects I'll be addressing tonight. Um, A lot of uh, big guests coming on, as usual, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. A lot of a lot of Congress candidates. We got uh, famous talk show hosts coming on. We got uh, all kinds of people from uh, various fields and industries uh, joining us. So uh, definitely a big treat. A lot to look forward to. Um, you know, I I, I want to really um, you know take the time and thank every single person who writes to me. I get so much great feedback and. Uh, wonderful comments from fans and people that listen all across the world. I'm getting people that write to me from France, people from Amsterdam, people from Germany. It's like, wow, like this show is becoming a movement. I mean, it's, it's appearing in all these different countries and I'm glad that I can shine this light and, and utilize this platform and, and, you know, give, give the voice to people that, you know, can't stick up for themselves or, or don't know how to. Um, but we're living in a time where I encourage as many people as possible to get out there, make yourself heard. You know, you know, we, you can't afford uh, to just stay silent. Uh, we are definitely living in a uh, a new a new era, that's for sure. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. We have uh, retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Valsey. Michael, how are you?
2: Rory. Thanks for having me tonight. Uh, things are really starting to heat up. A lot of news out there. Looking forward to doing the show with you and hearing what you have to say.
3: Absolutely.
1: Well, always a pleasure having you here, my friend. Thank you. I would also like to welcome to the show, we have political operative and social media strategist, Corey Jones. Corey, how are you?
3: Good to see you, Rory. How are you today? Yeah, man, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. I love it. I love it. Well,
1: always a pleasure having you here. Um, a lot to get into for sure. Um, everybody, uh, there will be a bunch of people joining the panel here shortly. Um, certain people are running a little late, and then obviously within the next twenty to thirty minutes, we'll start introducing our guests, which I'm really excited about. Um, here, here, you know, it's just it's crazy how another week of the Rory Soder show, 223 episodes later, here we are, you know, this is, uh, this is quite something, kind of surreal in a sense, all righty, let's, let's, you know, so as usual, I'm going to get into some of the small stuff, I'm going to get into uh, various things, and uh, I want everybody on the panel to take notes, and if you have any thoughts or opinions, uh, once I'm once I call on you, please feel feel free to share it all. Uh, like usual, though, I get I go to the small stuff, and then I want to get to the the big headline stuff, and we can all uh, address it and uh, chat it up. So, all right, here we go. Um, you know this is this is something really interesting, and this happened um this past week. There there was uh, an article that came out uh, stating that a former FBI lawyer is now under criminal investigation for altering documents on Trump surveillance. Think about that. I mean, don't forget, when the media said to Trump he's crazy, that he's making up, that they're spying on his campaign, he's delusional, he's just trying to get attention. I mean, how many different excuses did the media make up and try to say that Trump was telling tall tales when he he said that uh, his campaign was dealing with this situation? And then, like always, like usual, the truth comes out. It's proven that Trump was accurate, the media was wrong once again, and his campaign was spied was on. It was, it was definitely um, an abuse of power by the Obama administration and what they put him through and, and his people. It's, it's nothing to take lightly. And now you have this – is, this is an example, though, of how our FBI and how our system in the Justice Department is so corrupt. You have people at the highest ranking and highest stage in our government altering documents that, that go in a court of law. I mean, think about that. And everybody, you know, tries to justify. People try to deflect in the Democratic Party. They try to say, oh, no, well. Not, I mean, there's no way to spin this. There's no way to minimize this. This is a serious matter, and like I have said many times on the show, if you have them altering and doctoring one document, how many other damn documents or other things have they doctored? Millions. When they have the power, when they're behind closed doors, and they know they can get away with shit, they're going to do it. We've seen it time and time again. You know, and we're seeing right now how Durham and Bill Barr aren't playing around. They, they are cleaning house. They're taking down these suckers. They're taking them down. They're take, holding them accountable. And uh, it, it, it's, it's not going to go away. That's for sure. Uh, we will talk about this, though. I know a lot of people have thoughts on that. We, we will get into it for sure. Um, you know, here here's something really disgusting. And um, it keeps happening uh, in these cities. And it's not, it doesn't end. Uh, San Francisco now. Uh, The pooping problem, and I've talked about this on my show all the time, the feces on the sidewalk, the needles, the tents, you know, it's becoming uh, uh, a cesspool like never before. We've never seen these sort of cities get this out of hand. I mean, it it, it was really bad, but now it's third world. I mean, and what do all these cities have in common? Seattle, L.A., San Francisco, Detroit, all these shitholes, what do they have in common? They're run by Democrats. And like I said many times on my show, Democrats go out there and they create these problems so they, they have talking points, so they can say they have a solution, but they really don't. It's just another excuse for the, to get them elected. By keeping these people poor, by keeping these people in poverty, they grow, they grow. This is how their base becomes powerful. Because don't forget who the Democrats are appealing to. The super rich elites and the very, very poor people that they can control and they can brainwash and try to you know, tell them how oppressed they are. The middle class, there's no middle class with the Democratic Party anymore, none. And now you have in these cities, they're fining, they're putting fines on business owners because business owners don't want to clean up the shit on the street. Other people's shit, that's what the cities are making these business owners do unless, unless they don't, if they, if they don't want to get fined. It, it just happened in Denver. They just uh, reported that. Have you ever heard of anything so ludicrous in your life? You have to be responsible for other people's shit, literally, literally. Excuse my language, but, I mean, we're living in a twilight zone. We're living in a a whole other dimension. This is like, what the – where am I? Where am I? And you know what? Trump is already talking about, and he's going to, the rumor. It was a report out today. He's going to send uh, people into California to clean it up. He's sick of watching what's happening to it. Uh, I, I wonder if he if he listens to this show because how, how how long have I been talking about on this show for military and other people to go clean California up and disrupt it and go in there and do something because the politicians there aren't. I've been saying this for almost a year. It's a it's about time and. Not too many other presidents would deal with something like this, but President Trump cares about humanity. He cares about this country. He's always looking around and, and seeing what the problems are uh, around us, even if it's the smallest thing or even if it, it doesn't matter. He's always researching. He's always studying. He's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Remember that. And this, this is not something that can be ignored. You have to clean up these places. You really do. Um. here's something really, really uh, disturbing and disgraceful, and it all goes back into what I've said about the Democrats on this show many times, and watching the debates last week, uh, totally backwards ideology, uh, taking away American traditions, taking away our signature values, taking away Western civilization, free health care for illegals, uh, raise taxes on the middle class, open borders, uh, slavery reparations, take your guns, there's not one thing that benefits Everyday Americans. This it is all fantasy land ideology. You know, and now Elizabeth Warren, who's probably going to be the front runner, I mean, as it looks right now, I mean, we don't know, though, uh, is about to get on board with the uni- universal basic income. So who's going to be paying for this income? You're going to give everyone 1000 bucks a month? And, and it, how is that fair to hardworking people? This is going to enable the lazy. This is going to feed the entire entitlement. Uh, trend and narrative, and we already have millennials who are destroying this country with their demands, their entitlement, their idiocy. I, 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 don't know, I don't know when you draw the line. I don't know when the buck stops. I mean, this is, it's out of hand. You want people to sit around all day and do nothing and collect $1,000 a month on other people's dime that actually earn it. This all goes back into what I say about, on, my, on my show all the time. We don't all deserve trophies. This isn't, I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm not Kobe Bryant. We are not all equal. As much as I'd like to be Michael Jordan, as much as I'd like to be a basketball star, I'm not. And I have to accept that. Too many people in this country can't accept their status. That's why you have these all these hundred different genders. It's insane what's going on right now. You know, and that it, it doesn't end. Um, here's something really disturbing. Um, and you know, I, I, you know, I love William Barr. I love everything he's doing. And I, and I think he's doing more as attorney general than anybody else I think ever has. Uh, he's definitely laying the smack down on, like I said, almost everything, but there's one thing in particular, I'm really cautious about. I have my doubts, um, strong suspicion and I, I don't, I, you know, and that's what, just one of those things, but, he came out this past weekend, and he spoke on the Epstein um, suicide, and he said it was one of the most. He reviewed the tape. He reviewed all the whole situation, and he said it was just extremely unfortunate. It was the the it, it was he doesn't know how it happened. Uh, after looking at the tape, he thinks it's the biggest uh, form of incompetence. Incompetent, incompetent, you know, it, it, it is. I mean, incompetent. Sorry, I, I lost my train of thought for a second. But it's the biggest form of incompetence, he said. But don't forget, you've had no, but nobody die in this jail for 40 years, uh, and you have the most high profile person who was on suicide watch or had just gotten off suicide watch. But still, you're still closely watched, especially if you just get off of it. And you, look at all the things they said broken cameras, um, the guards fell asleep. You know, broken bones. How are you, Barr, going to sit there and give a statement and actually say this case is closed? I mean, that's essentially what he said, not word on word, not word for word it's closed, but that's pretty much. I mean, he basically confirmed that it was a suicide. I don't know how you, it's just, it doesn't add up. Let us see the tapes then. Let us see. There's too much secrecy here. And I you know what, and I, I know, like I said, Barr, for the most part is an honest guy. He's genuine, but there's just these certain few things that you can't you can't trust. It's hard for me, after everything I've seen with the Epstein story, after all the dirt he had, after all the people he had in his diary, all this. And you're gonna tell me and hit and and just the screens coming from his cell, all the the signs leading up. To it. People, somebody going in there, beating him up. I mean, come on. Come on. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Not one bit. Um, here, here's something that's really big, and we really need to talk about this. I think this is the highlight today uh, of the media stories. Polls now show, new polls, show that 34% of black likely voters support Donald Trump. Think about that. 34 percent he i don't remember what what he got with black voters in in 2016 i think it was like eight or nine percent don't quote me on that i don't know but look at it look at it what, what it's at right now 34 percent if the democrats don't get 90 percent of the black vote then they lose elections they depend on that 90 percent of the black vote and that that has diminished fully i mean they have nowhere near that anymore that's support. And you look at people like Kanye West, Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson, Tiger Woods, some of the biggest black athletes and superstars support the president that speaks volumes in these communities. These communities look up to those people. And when you have that sort of influence and that light being shined by these people, like I said, you're, it's making the biggest difference. He's, Listen to that, though. Like, understand, he's about to get thirty, thirty-four 34% of the black vote. Personally, I think it's a little more than that, and I, I know I'm going out on a limb saying that, but I think it's closer to 40. We saw after Kanye came out and supported him about two years ago publicly, Trump's Trump support jumped like double digits within a week. Kanye is that is that big in the black community, he, and, and many would agree with me. He's arguably the greatest artist in his generation. I've been a fan of him since 2004, been to many of his concerts. Um, he's a genius. His, his lyrics, I mean, speak to, to, the, to the people uh, in America. Uh, he's made a ton of money in business. You know, he, you know, that's another thing. He's made more money in business on his fashion line than he has in music. And, and just to give you an idea, he's made more money in music, I think, than pretty much most artists combined. Uh, if you look at how much he, so I mean he, this guy has a track record. He's got a base that goes back 20 years, um, and he's not afraid. He's not afraid to say how he feels, and a lot of people respect that. You know, he's speaking for the people that are too scared to speak up. There are people in the black community that don't want to talk about their support for Trump because they don't want to get judged. They don't want to be called racist names. You know, this is this is huge. And and remember what Trump said to the black community. What do you have to lose? And you know what else he said? I will be the greatest job president for the African American community that God ever created. And look what happened. Lowest black unemployment ever, by far. And not not just lowest black, lowest Hispanic, lowest as Asian, lowest as female unemployment. I mean. When do you give this guy all the credit in the world? Because I think it's about time. He's done more for the minorities than all presidents combined. It's remarkable. And this is – this basically just won us the election. If you really want to look, just look. I mean, 34% of the black vote, that's unheard of with Republicans. It's unheard of amazing. He's working miracles every second of the day, and I love him. I love the man. Um, I, I want to I just say something real quick about uh, Elon Musk. Uh, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. Um, I, I think he's one of the most articulate, one of the most creative minds out there. I don't think they make too many people like him. Uh, extremely uh, profound. Uh, the guy's mind is a whole nother level of um, of brilliance and, anyways, over the weekend or this was last week I think he he demonstrated and, and revealed uh, his new car, unveiled, showed it, gave the presentation of his new car. It's like it's an electric Tesla truck, which is really cool. I mean, it's really a cool design in my opinion. I I like those uh, unique looks. So he he did a demonstration and and the windows there the windows were supposed to be extremely solid, extremely protective, and Somebody threw a rock at it to prove a point, And the window breaks. And now all these people are trying to say how much of an idiot Elon Musk is. They're trying to say how much of a dummy he is. They're trying to – and this is what the media does. They, they try to destroy people and find anything negative about them possible. And then they spin it and then they feed it. And then all these people get this wrong perception. Let me tell you something about Elon Musk. You show me another person that goes out there and builds electric cars. You show me somebody else that can build something like PayPal. You show me some, somebody else that can build SpaceX. This is all Elon Musk. I don't see any, anyone uh, in the technology field, besides Bill Gates and obviously Bezos, as advanced as this guy. This guy's on a – I love this guy. I, and you know what? His politics are a little weird and different, but that doesn't take away from how, how, how much of a, uh, a smart mind he is. This guy is, is very gifted. He's extremely creative. And to be honest with you, I love the idea of electric cars. I mean, I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to keep buying gas. You know, I, I think gas is necessary. We have to have it, obviously. Um, and, I, and I get that. But I think it's a good alternative for people that want to save money. I mean, don't, don't forget, these cars can go like 400, 500 miles before they have to be charged again. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's a good service. It really is. And the, the critics need to stop. So the one small thing, you guys are going to try to bash this guy? Give me a break. Give me a break. Um, here, here's something interesting that just came out. Uh, Rasmussen uh, says that 59% of their voters, 59, no, Rasmussen did a poll, my bad, and 59% of voters fear violence, not from Trump supporters, but from Trump Trump's uh, opponent's supporters. So, if that's not a sign at all, America, what the reality is and who the real fascists are and who the real bigots are, it's not Trump supporters. It's, it's the angry, hostile, and aggressive people on the left that if you don't agree with them, they want to ruin you. They want to take away your livelihood. They want to destroy your reputation. They want to go straight for the throat. So, you know, I'm, I'm tired of the hypocrisy, tired of the double standard. Enough is enough. Seriously. Um, this is big. This is big too. I'm about to tell you this, and this is another scenario, and example of America waking up and seeing the uh, what 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 we're dealing with, and, and all the fake news, and all the fabrications, and all the lies, and all the fiction. Uh, but the MSNBC Democratic debate last week fell to the lowest ratings ever of this election cycle. They've had five debates so far this year. These are the lowest ratings of all those debates. People are fed up. People don't want to hear about. Illegal aliens getting free health care. They don't want to hear about driving away the middle class. They don't want to hear about uh, slavery reparations. They don't want to hear about trannies going in the bathroom. They don't want to hear about, uh, you know, the, the hundred, hundred different genders. This is, this is all they have, the Democrats. They have nothing legitimate. They have no policy that contains any sort of merit. And like I said many times, at least the Democratic Party used to be a party of substance. Even though I've never agreed with them, at least they were something. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's insane. Um, here, here's something that happened over the weekend, and I think this really needs to stop. And I talk about this on my show all the time, and it's, it's, it's filthy. It's vile. It's disgusting. It's sending the wrong message as who we are as a country. Um, but the war on cops, it does not stop. The left condones it. They enable it. They want cops to feel unsafe. They want cops to be in harm's way. They want their base to attack cops. And we see all these social justice warrior hate groups that don't ever stop. All they do is organize hateful rhetoric situations on the street. They, they block everyday well-behaved people's lives. I mean, you see all the people that have to suffer with these idiotic protests. I mean, we're turning into a, a government that is, is pure tyranny, pure energy, pure insanity. I mean, we need to control this. But anyways, in New York this past week, uh, there were 58 anti-cop protesters making disgusting chants, getting, getting aggressive, getting violent. Uh, With cops, this is not the America that we grew up in. This is not the values and morals and ethics we were taught. This is uh, it's it's wrong in every single aspect, and there has. And Trump is the most pro-cop president we've ever seen, and it really is beautiful to watch. It really is. Um, You know, we're we're putting our officers first. Um, We're not we're not the last administration that that targets and, and interrogates. Uh, the police, uh, you know, and this is, we see Black Lives Matter, and we see these people that are totally trying to play the victim stance, and then they try to say that the enemies are the cops. I mean, where, what have we come to? Seriously, enough. But it won't stop, because the Democrats need division. These social justice warrior groups need division, division in order to push their agenda and keep their operation going. Otherwise, they, they can't, uh, make the games that they want. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, and I, w- I really want to mention this. This whole Eddie Gallagher thing, I I'm, I'm, I haven't talked about it much, but enough with the controversy. I mean, the guy did what was right. There was nothing wrong with what he did. We're taught to always destroy the enemy, to never back down. We're taught to put our people first. And you liberals, you leftist punks want to treat these terrorist monsters like they're Saints, you want to treat them like they're, they're gentle humans. Give me a break. The only reason you guys want to target Eddie Gallagher is because Trump pardoned him, is because Trump said there was nothing wrong with what he did. It hasn't, no, you guys know he did nothing wrong, you guys know he was in the right, you guys know that he's a, a man of honor, he's a man of integrity, he's a man of unbelievable courage. This guy has fought for our country with his blood, sweat, and tears for years and years and years. Show him some damn respect. I mean, seriously. You know, our, our military is – we, 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 people take that for granted. You know, they, they don't praise the military enough. They don't, they don't thank them. They don't, they don't understand who the real heroes are in this country. Too many idiots think a guy with a basketball jersey is a hero. Is the biggest hero, or a celebrity, or a damn rapper that can't even finish sentences? I mean, come on! Seriously, it's like I, I'm tired. I'm tired of the media not telling us the truth, trying to paint people as enemies when in reality they're heroes. The media is the enemy of the people. I repeat, the media is the enemy of the people. Trump is absolutely correct. Um, here, here we're we're almost to the big thing. We guests coming on and I'm gonna to get to the panel don't worry um, but here here's like two more things and then I'm getting to the main big topic but um, we talked about last week on the show uh, Virginia the state of Virginia uh, they now won back the house they won they won the Senate they own everything they have the governor and they're talking about the first thing they do on their agenda is the war on guns they want to take guns from law-abiding citizens in Virginia and I and I said Virginia is one of the most patriotic one of the most American states in our country. How are you going to go in there and violate somebody's Second Amendment uh, that, that's innocent? I mean, you have – it's one of the strongest Second Amendment states, in my opinion. I, I know a lot of Second Amendment people in Virginia, um, and it's it's very uh, old-school values as well. I mean, they they got a lot of uh, Western uh, traditions over there. And you now have a sheriff, and I love this, and I knew this probably would come, come up, and, and this has to happen with all sheriffs that uh, believe in the Second Amendment and they believe in the Constitution. Uh, a sheriff in Virginia has said he will not condone the law. He will not enforce it. Uh, it's, it it's idiocy. And it's, he knows it's a threat to uh, good citizens. Uh, you know, they're, they're, it's a threat to their safety. I mean, we do not want innocent people uh, being defenseless. And I, I encourage every single officer in every single state that is encouraging take away your guns. Don't enforce it. You're not required to. You're not. You. I mean, look at look at America. I'll give you an example. You know how many times? Good friend of mine, America's toughest sheriff, Joe Arpaio. You know how many times uh, the presidents and different legislation was after him, but he he he, he didn't care. He follows the Constitution. He follows the Second Amendment. Like every sheriff and everybody in charge of law should be doing. So, you know, like I said, I encourage people in these states, in these counties, uh, to just please, please don't punish the citizens. Please. I mean, come on. Um, okay. Uh here here's something that really is disturbing and uh, you know, I don't know how um th- this is even tolerated and how people would even buy these sneakers and why even anybody <laughs> Wood isn't sick of this guy and, and he's still relevant. But Colin Kaepernick at Christmas time is coming out with a new signature shoe with Nike. Yeah, Nike is giving this anti American communist, this scumbag, his own shoe. The cop hater, the kneeler, the, the the third world ideology believer. Yeah. This guy is getting his own shoe from Nike. They're giving this punk his own shoe. The guy who's a millionaire and was raised by a white mama in a white neighborhood who claims he knows what it's like to be live in the ghetto and have a rough, rough life. He knows what they're going through. These people are the biggest con artists on earth, people like Colin Kaepernick. They don't know. They don't have the first clue. They're the biggest fakes. They're the biggest phonies, and they, they, don't, they don't know what it's like to be the everyday American. And, I mean, you've ruined the game of football, dude. You know how many people don't watch football anymore because of you? And you want – and these businesses still want to give him opportunity? I was just talking about this last week. Look what he did to the NFL. He dropped their ratings in half, and the NFL still wants to give him another shot. I mean, haven't you guys learned a lesson? You guys claim to be a business. This is the worst kind of thing for business, bringing people back that is only going to scare away more attendance. And, I mean, it's just – it's the definition of insanity. It really is. It really is. Wow. I mean, it's nuts. Um, Mexico now says they will reject uh, the U.S. designations of labeling the cartels as terrorists. I talked about this a couple weeks on my, ago on my show. I knew Mexico wasn't going to follow through. I mean, they, they're scared of the, t- the cartels. They know that the cartels uh, stimulate their economy. They know the cartels are in charge, and if they, if they say anything to the cartels, People will end up missing. We know how this works. It's like the mafia, it's a, it's a dictatorship. These people run the show. It's, and it's not changing. Trump's going to have to take things into his own hand and really mess with their economy. Uh, and something, you know, I, it's, it's really something that's going to have to be looked at in detail. I, I don't know at this point. I did a whole segment on this a couple of weeks ago. And uh, the cartel just has too much power. And they've had this for as long as I can remember. Um, last thing before I get into the main headline, uh, just real quick. Uh, The AMAs last night, I don't even watch award shows anymore. I think they're ridiculous. I think they are petty. I think they're phony. I think they're fake. I think they're pretentious in every single way. And it sends the wrong message. And they spin their narrative of new world order, of, you know, canceling American traditions, American values, and, you know, getting rid of Western civilization as we know it. Uh, You know, saying how bad President Trump is, saying how great liberals are. You know, trying to push the trannies in the bathroom, trying to push the hundred different genders, trying to say that black people are oppressed, gays are oppressed. It, it's the same kind of thing I talk about on my show all the time. The Democratic Party, what they do is they create all these boxes. The more boxes they create, the more people they can convince are crazy, the more powerful their base, base becomes. It's just like that hundred different genders. They want to create all these victims. And they and they want pe- celebrities to, you know, exp- it's help. Tell the the public how it is, because people know that a lot of the public looks up to what these celebrities are saying unfortunately, unfortunately, that's how it is, and you know i I think that 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 has become a a huge huge issue in our country you know people I'm all for somebody voting for somebody because the celebrity endorsed them. But before you do that, at least look at the policy. Don't just do it because they endorse them. Actually get a feel for what's going on. And I'm sick of these award shows. You know, people watch award shows to watch entertainment. They don't want to hear about politics. They go to those things and watch those things to get away from politics. It's just like going to a sporting event. You don't want to go to a sporting event to hear about millionaire athletes' political views. We don't care. But you guys are attention seekers. You guys want this. You guys want this division. All righty. I'm getting into the main thing, and then we're going to get to the panel, and then we're going to get our guests. Uh, But here – and I'm sorry about the the delay, guys. We're running a little bit late. Uh, Bear with me, though. Um, Big stuff, though. Uh, President Trump has officially previewed uh, the historic inspector general report that it's going to be at the highest level in terms of detail. It's going to be very extensive. Uh, There's going to be bombshells. I think we're going to find out a lot of things uh, that we don't already know. I, I think there's going to be quite, I think there's going to be quite a bit, and I think we should really be looking forward to that. Uh, Horowitz has done pretty good. Uh, he's very uh, informative. Uh, he's very g- detailed uh, when he puts stuff together. So I have hope. I really, really have hope, and I think uh, this is really going to backfire on what the Democrats are doing with impeachment. Now uh, this this Inspector General report. I mean, Trump's already cleared. We know that. The only reason he's not publicly is because the media is on the Democrat side. But this Inspector General report, I don't think you can really spin this when it comes out. I think uh, the Democrats are really in uh, for a rude awakening. That's for damn sure. Uh, Here's what happened uh, the other day. Lindsey Graham is now launching uh, the Senate probe into Biden's Burisma actions. And this this goes into the whole impeachment thing. You know, I, I said this the other day. Uh, The Joe Biden stuff is going to come out. Uh, It's going to come out. Uh, All the corruption, all the things the family has has done, uh, and it's hurting the Democrats. I mean, you would think the Democrats would want to protect the Biden. They'd want to protect their buddy. But no, they're throwing him under the bus because Republicans are going to fight back. Uh, Republicans are going to ask all the questions. Republicans are going to uh, expose. They're going to make people testify. They're going to subpoena people. They're not just going to let the Democrats walk all over them. Uh, you know we're seeing uh, Lindsey Graham launching that probe. I think it's great. And th- don't forget, it was just announced this past week that Hunter Biden, his linked firm, received received 130 million in federal bailout loans. I mean, think about if that was a Trump kid. If that was a Trump kid, imagine the 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 the, the backlash. It would be headline news every single second. But no. They want to focus on an impeachment that it's, there's nothing there. I mean, they want to focus on a fictional crime. No, look, no legitimate evidence, no sufficient cause for the impeachment. Uh, they're simply doing it because they can't beat our president, and they are threatened by him because we finally have a president for the first time in a long time who's giving power back to we the people. And their self interests are diminishing every single day, uh, the, the swamp in Washington and they can't handle it. They can't handle it. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, And, you know, we're seeing the impeachment hearings last week. Uh, Did he commit bribery? No. Any quid pro quo? No. Do you see any problem with the call? No. No, 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 no. How many more no's do you need to get? How many more no's? And you have people inside our government, like the FBI lawyer and being. FBI lawyer being investigated now that are altering documents. I mean this is this is ridiculous stuff. It really is. Uh, let's go to um, – uh, Corey, I'll go to you first, Corey. Go ahead. I'm hey, sure you have a lot of thought. Yeah,
3: yeah. Sure, sure, definitely. Um, I think what I'll address first is the FBI lawyer that's currently a criminal investigation with regards to the, uh, uh, you know, winch, the, the witch hunt of Russia back in 2016. Um, and so, this is what people need to understand about this. It's, it's a really big deal um, because, but for the lawyers' actions, I don't think there would have been a Russian investigation because there wasn't a single ounce of evidence initially brought forward um, to link Trump to any wrongdoing uh, during the course of the election. And this was confirmed several times by the House Intel Committee as as well as – heck, even the Mueller investigation itself even confirmed that. Um, But really it all started whenever the FBI actually relied on the, uh, the FISA courts. And, and they obtained a warrant from the FISA courts. And one of the ways that they obtained a warrant were via the actions of this, this FBI lawyer. And but for obtaining that FISA warrant, they wouldn't have been able to spy on Carter Page or the Trump administration. And um, you know all of this stuff, this whole Steele dossier as well, which we heard about plenty of times back in the 2016, 2017 uh, uh, Russia investigation, um, you know, that was financed by the Clinton campaign, the DNC. And so really this was just a hit job. Uh, the entire time while well, applying for the FISA warrant, the FBI and the DOJ actually lied to the FISA courts. And that's sort of what's coming out now. And, um, you know, it's, it's really concerning, but ultimately I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all because this is what we said was happening the entire time. This is what Trump said was happening the entire time throughout the course of the investigation, that there are bad actors inside of the FBI that are trying to take him down. There are bad actors inside of the Department of Justice that are trying to take him down. And now, guess what? Hey, people are going to be held accountable for it. And, and uh, you know, I was not surprised at that at all, and I think that it's great that these things are coming to light because we should hold these people accountable. We should prosecute wrongdoers, um, you know, and, and one of the, the, I think, most disgusting things that we have in our society are people that weaponize the justice system, whether that's people in the Me Too movement trying to take down men, falsely accuse men of wrongdoing, or whether that's um, Democrats trying to weaponize the justice system, locking up Roger Stone or, or going back to the Russia investigation, trying to weaponize a special counsel against Trump. Um, it's one of the most disgusting things because our justice system is supposed to protect the innocent. It's supposed to defend the accused. But now you have the left that's weaponizing our, our, our uh, you know, the, our judicial system and, and using it for uh, partisan gain, politics. And it's scary because, let me tell you what, if Trump is, is not immune to getting attacked by our, our justice system unjustly by lawyers and the FBI, then guess what? You're not safe either. There's nothing protecting you or I as regular United States citizens from being subject to these very same attacks. And so I think that's really the the main thing on that. Did you want to speak to that at all anymore? Say
1: on,
3: on the no. Keep going. No, keep going. You're good. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. And, and really what, what, um, and, and what it all comes down to ultimately is that the Russia investigation was a, the first of two failed attempts to take Trump out of the White House. And so this is what we've seen the second failed attempt recently. Uh, the Democrats failed to present any evidence to suggest that Donald Trump was involved in a quid pro quo. Um, but I will say i got to give Democrats a little bit of credit, though, because they're finally trying to fulfill the promises that they made to their voters and so what do I mean by that? Well, uh, you have people like Maxine Waters who stated literally on The View, she said that I am running to impeach Trump. No other reason, just to impeach Trump. Okay. And you have uh, people like Rashida Tlaib uh, who said that she's running to impeach the you know, mother effer. I can't even utter those words on, on these airways. <laughs> and then you have AOC a- 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 that says that it would be a disastrous outcome for the Democrats if President Trump wasn't impeached. Adam Schiff saying a few days ago, we're gonna impeach this charlatan. And so they're, you know, they're they're actually trying to fulfill what they told their voters they were going to do, which I gotta give Democrats some credit for that. Um doesn't make it right. But thankfully they're not succeeding at that at all. And it's been another failed attempt, one of many. And um, what I do wanna say also, this is sort of tied into the, the twenty sixteen election and this whole issue about quid pro quo um, and, and I was actually watching the Tucker Carlson show the other night, and, and he had a guest that was talking about the Clinton Foundation. And if you've noticed, Rory, we haven't heard much about the Clinton Foundation in the last couple of months. Uh, well, the reason for that is, is they're pretty much obsolete because you know in 2019, this last year, they raised about 10% of what they did in 2009 whenever Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. They raised even less than that. Um, You know, as compared to the 2016 election, whenever Hillary Clinton was running for president. And so you have to ask yourself, why? Why are, are the Clintons raising less money now? Well, it's because, you know, they were in a position of power. They were leveraging Uh, their power over the heads of countries and donors uh, to get uh, funding to the Clinton Foundation. And so if I've ever – I mean, that's a quid pro quo if I've ever heard of one. And the number one source of of their uh, income and donations was actually Ukraine, ironically enough. Um, And so they actually were involved in a quid pro quo with Ukraine, promising deals in order to – um, you know, in order to, to get this type of funding. And so we need to start investigating these people. We need to start, and, and I hope that Trump now, since we have an attorney general like William Barr, who who's, seems to be taking steps in the right direction where Jeff Sessions wouldn't. Uh, I think we have to start uh, holding these people accountable. If Democrats can use the justice system to investigate Republicans, then why can't we use the justice system to investigate Democrats? Democrats are actually guilty. Of wrongdoing, as opposed to uh, these political smears that have been put on the, the faces of Trump supporters, and so we we have to start moving in this direction. Um, and there are, there are plenty of other things. I know I'm sort of jumping around different topics um, that you addressed, um, but you you stated a few other things, like about Kaepernick, for instance, and in Virginia. And so I'll, I'll address that real quick. Uh, so Kaepernick is a wannabe civil rights leader, just like. Um, You know, just like Maxine Waters, just like Jesse Jackson, uh, just like Al Sharpton. And it it sort of plays into the poll that you just mentioned recently, I think, where you said uh, 34 percent, 35 percent of of current black voters in the United States uh, seem to support Trump. And, yeah, I would agree with you. I think the number is even higher. And the reason why is is because, um, you know, I think African-Americans in our country, black Americans in our country uh, went through eight years of Obama, where they saw an individual that thought that, that, you know, he was speaking for their communities. But throughout the course of eight years, he did not do a thing to help black communities, whereas Trump, in two years, in two years, has done more than President Obama did in eight. President Trump, the First Step Act, actually directly impacting African-American communities. Um, He's lowered black unemployment to record lows, and it's, I think, even the the latest job numbers report included that as well. And uh, it all ties back to Kaepernick because Kaepernick wants to be a leader in the black community. He's a want to be civil rights leader, but really he's not. He's, he's a faker. He doesn't know why he's protesting. He doesn't ever accept media questions. Uh, he's failed to actually sit down and articulate why he decided to take a kneel back in 20, uh, 2015. And the reason why is because he doesn't know why. (laughs) He doesn't understand what he's protesting. But what he does understand is that, and I think it's been ingrained into his mind, he's anti-white, he's anti-cop, he's uh, anti-Western values, anti-capitalism. And I think black Americans in this country are waking up to the fact that these people, even though they may have similar skin color as as they do, uh, they're not actually fighting for their interests. They're simply being used. ...as pawns by the Democratic Party, people like Kaepernick, people like Maxine Waters. And so, thankfully, black Americans are waking up and they're looking at somebody like President Trump, who, regardless of skin color, has been taking steps in the furtherance of helping all Americans. He's helped the economy. You know, whenever you, you boost uh, the economy and you help uh, create a better atmosphere for jobs and wages, what you're doing is you're actually helping all Americans because money doesn't discriminate. And uh, really, our economy doesn't discriminate either. That's the beauty of, of uh, the free market and capitalism. And the only the only thing that the free market really discriminates against are lazy workers, and uh, that's that's not a part of our country right now. People are getting back to work, and so that it, these these things all really tie in together. And uh, you know, thankfully, we have someone like President Trump that's been able to take those steps and wake up people in our country who have been asleep for so long.
1: No, I agree. I agree. And you know, we're 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 living in a time like never seen before, man. I've never seen division to this level. You know what I mean?
4: Oh, I
3: I completely agree. Um I mean but but really you can't be surprised though, Rory. and and I know you're not because you talk this all the time. Uh we have g- great dividers in our country in positions of power. And um you know, for instance, I think about uh you were talking about Virginia earlier and how Virginia uh, you know, it's basically controlled by Democrats. But you have to to think back. You know, why is Virginia? Think about the history of Virginia for a second. All of the historical figures that have been born in that state, all of the great things right. that come out of that. How has it all of a sudden become, uh, you know, anti-gun, anti-second amendment? Uh, whenever many of the individuals that birthed our Constitution had great history there. And I go to school in Virginia. You know, I go to school at Liberty University. Thankfully, I'm back in Texas yeah. where the weather is much warmer than Virginia. But still, right. you know, I love nice. Virginia. Liberty's a great school, but let me tell you what. It's all about the leaders, and think about the governor right now of Virginia, Ralph Northam, who um, yeah. ran against KKK Ed member, Yeah, KKK Yeah, exactly, exactly. He uh, is, allegedly, I guess, supports the KKK, and I, I think um, he had an issue with, with blackface or something along those lines. I can't remember exactly what it was, but you have a guy like Ralph Northam who's, who's also – supported things such as partial birth abortion. And I would encourage all of your viewers to go on YouTube and, and search Ralph Northam's comments on the partial birth and, uh, p- partial birth abortion bill that was introduced last year, where he was actually advocating that even after a child is born, it would be the decision to take steps to kill that child. So you can't be surprised that Rock Northam and the leaders in Virginia, Democrat leaders, are trying to destroy the Constitution because at the same time they're trying to destroy life, the sanctity of life. So, um, this is something that I think is sad. And and, uh, and people, trust me, we have people at my school, Liberty University, people in the state of Virginia that are patriots, that are pro Trump, that are, are pro uh, pro freedom, support the Constitution, that are trying to get on the ground and they're, that are trying to change the fabric of, of Virginia. Uh, because man, Virginia is slowly turning into a cesspool. It really is, much like California. So, <laughs> it it
1: really is. You're absolutely right, um, Corey. Uh, stay with us if you can, though. But in case you you have to run, uh, tell everybody where they can connect with you.
3: Yeah, connect with me at uh, on Twitter at the Corey and then Instagram at the Corey Jones. Um, I'll, I'll do my best to stay on. I've had some some other engagements tonight, but I always. Uh, I love talking to you, Worry. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, always a pleasure, my friend. Um, I do want to go to Michael Valsey, retired police chief and homicide detective.
1: Michael Valsi, go ahead, and uh excited to hear what you have to say. Thank
2: you, Roy. well I'm going to touch on a few of the subjects that you talked about. Uh, I'll start with uh, Elizabeth's Warren' and U- universal income. You know, that relies on other people's money, like uh, most of the other uh, pipe dreams that the Democrats seem to have. And I think it's one of the reasons you see the president pushing back against, uh, you know, against the high taxes. And you see, if you you saw, he came out again and says he's thinking seriously about lowering taxes again, another tax cut. It's all in, you know, he knows we're we're paying way too much money. We're funding programs we shouldn't fund. We're sending money to foreign governments that we cannot account. There's no tracking on it. There's no accountability there's no office of accountability for the money we send overseas so you know something like that fits into that category i also wanted to touch on the uh, uh 34% of black voters now supporting trump i think that figure is much higher than that and i think uh, the number you were looking for i think trump got somewhere around 20% of the black vote or close to it in 2016 cuz he shattered the previous republican record that I think was held by uh George W., and I think he got somewhere around uh, 10, if I'm not mistaken. I really believe that number is more than 34%. I'm not quite sure. I had this discussion with some people the other day. I think it could be close to 40, maybe a little bit more. If you go back to what Candace Owens said, she said the Republicans only need to get 10 to 15%, closer to 10 even. To, to, to be assured of an election victory. So I think the president is well, well above that. And, it, you know, he's kept his promise. He's done more for them than any any president has done for them in history, and bar none, other than maybe Abraham Lincoln freeing the slaves. So I don't want to spend too much time on that. Um, I, want, I do want to touch on the impeachment thing. You know, the president has really put them in a box. And we've talked about this before, but this impeachment thing, I think, is was just brilliant on his part. He wanted them to make this move. And he wanted them, and he won round one with no witnesses and with no attorney present. You saw the numbers. You saw his popularity numbers going up, and you saw the, the percentages of people favoring impeachment drop drastically. Now they're at phase two. Which is a big decision they have to make is whether or not this thing's gonna to move to the Senate Judi, I mean, the House Judiciary Committee. At that point, and I think what you need to remember here, and what your listeners should remember, is that at that point, I believe now the Republicans can call witnesses, and the president is allowed to have his attorney present. So if they lost that bad in round one, what could happen in round two? Then, thirdly, if they do vote eventually down the road to impeach, this thing's going to go to the Senate for a trial. And you know what the president has in mind to expose them, because now he can bring out all their wrongdoings. His attorneys and between the, the, the people in the Senate, the good people in the Senate, they'll bring out everything. The 2016 election fiasco, all of the surveillance, all of the wrongdoing, all of the money going to foreign governments, it's all going to come out. The other thing it does, Rory, is it, uh, it pushes this thing well into the election season. Every center, senator has to be present, which means these Democratic senators running for president aren't going to be able to be out on the campaign trail. They have to be in the Senate. So those are thoughts going through Adam Schiff's mind and Nancy Pelosi's mind right now. I just wanted to bring that out. In regards to the war on, on cops, you know, it's a touchy subject with me, and we've talked about why this happens. They've created an environment, okay, where they've tied the hands of the police. They started with when they got rid of stop and frisk. And even a liberal like Bloomberg, after Rudy Giuliani, kept stop and frisk, right? He recently apologized for it. But you saw what it did to the uh, crime numbers in in New York. The largest city in the United States... And it brought their crime numbers down to an average big city in the United States or or lower. And now that they've gotten rid of stop and frisk and they've withdrawn all support for the police, their crime is is running rampant. So that's just a thought I wanted to throw out there. And and I I do want to touch on something else, and I don't know if you uh, hit on this at all or not, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of holdovers uh, from the Obama administration that were left in the – the Trump White House, and throughout the Trump administration. You know, you have to stop and ask yourself, did did the president leave them there on purpose? It seems to me he set an awful lot of traps, and in the process has exposed a lot of them. You know, look at the ambassador, Yovanovitch. She got totally exposed in the the impeachment uh, round one hearings, right? Uh, And I think you can look for more of this to come. And I read an article that kind of hinted around at this that, uh, you know, this has, been a, this has been planned on the part of the Trump administration for a long time. Just leave these people in place. You know, FISA goes both ways. So, you know, they, they can legitimately monitor what they're doing. So I really think this has worked out to his advantage. Have a final thought, I'm, I'm, I, want to, I want to get into some optimistic things, I think, as far as, uh, you know, some of the things we're seeing, and for you, yeah. uh, being a, being a uh, now veteran news reporter, as you are, I right. think there's some very optimistic things to look forward to. We have the IG report, you know, and I think a lot of people miss the fact that this thing is just right. not the uh, Inspector General uh uh, uh, Inspector General report. His scope has been expanded well beyond the DOJ. So I, th- I think when you take that into consideration, and, and that this report is uh, 500 pages long, this first little thing that was released was only on the Carter Page FISA one. That's all it was. There's a lot more to come, and the president has hinted around. As you said, it's going to be it's going to be big. And I also want to mention the Durham report. I mean, let me start with Huber. You know, the Huber report, a lot of people don't think about the Huber report. You know, Huber's investigation has been done. And for those that don't know what Huber did, Huber's responsibility was to investigate the Clinton Foundation. That report is done. That's another thing that's going to drop soon, along with the Durham report. The Durham report is. Well, very encompassing, covers a wide range of things. And for people that are unaware, from what I can tell, Durham and Huber were both appointed around the same time. Okay, that, both appointed by Jeff Sessions. Uh, so I'm looking for some big things there. I read an article recently, I saw it uh, in fact earlier today, that the Iwan brothers plea deal—you're all aware of uh, who the Iwan brothers are, the IT guys in the uh, Democratic House—that thing is about to explode, and it's going to—it's going to involve some spies, intentional spies, people that spies that were people knew were there uh, yep. in the House and maybe even in the Senate, uh, and that's also probably. Like probably going to expose Diane Feinstein and her Chinese spy, and it's also probably going to uh, cultivate with uh, leading to the uh, murder of Seth Rich. And yeah. I don't know if you oh, saw it's... this article that came out today about Elon Omar, and she was recruited and funded by Qatar, right? Right. That that's come out in that civil suit that was filed in Florida. Uh and pass sensitive information through Qatar to Iran. And I'm just wondering yeah. if somewhere down the road we're not going to learn we're not going to learn about Tlaib maybe being in the same circumstance. I've had some serious suspicions about those two, and that might just be my investigative mind. But just to read that today about her did not surprise me even in the slightest. And well, I do no, want to I, touch on I, the final thing. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know what, I just
1: want to say, I just want to say real quick, I agree with you in terms of, you know, what what Trump's gonna do when they when they when they try to come out and they try to you know prosecute him or take him down. All Trump and his people are gonna do is show how the Democrats broke many different laws to try to see if they could get dirt on the president. I mean that's really what happened in any other court of law. This would have been thrown out. I mean there's so many conflicts of interest here uh from the Democrats. There's so many violations. There's so much abuse of power.
2: Well and I I agree with you hundred percent. You know, you're gonna learn about some names, you know, we learned about Yovanovitch, and we also know that her uh we also know that she was tied to the Steele dossier, right? And this Alexander Chalupa uh that's gonna come out too. You know, she's she was active in the Ukraine with uh with the uh, dossier working for the DNC. Yeah. So I think right. that's gonna come out. And then and the final yeah. thing I want to mention, and this is on the optimistic yeah. front as well, is that yeah. you know there's gonna be a report on Epstein and I and I heard your remarks oh, yeah. on uh AD Barr. Uh and I mentioned on your show uh, several weeks back that uh, don't don't rule out the fact that Epstein is not in protective custody. Don't rule that out. They can't answer a lot of questions about his death. There are people out there that swear to God that wasn't him on that gurney going out of that, or going to that hospital or out it from sure the hospital. It sure didn't
1: look like him. I saw the picture. It did not look like him.
2: There's some people that did some ear analysis and other things and almost swear that it's not, that wasn't him. I'm just, I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying if he if he isn't, he had already talked. I'll tell you another person that's talking is that Ghislaine, uh Maxwell. Yeah. Okay. I read an article today that she's uh, thinking about coming out of the woodwork, right? Well, from what I understand, she's already spilled her guts on all of Epstein's operations anyway. Uh-oh. that is That's going to be big. And I think... And here's why I think, and you and I might may disagree on this a little bit, this is where I give Jeff Sessions all the credit in the world. <laughs> Sessions was recused. He was only recused from Russia. Right. From what I understand and what I've been reading, Sessions is the one that put the whole Epstein case together. Wow. Okay? I think there was a 3AG plan there from the get-go have Sessions recuse on this so he could fly under the radar and work the Epstein play, okay? Whitaker took the ball, so in case people asked any questions while Sessions was gone, Whitaker is now the guy. He served as a go-between between Sessions and Barr. He had a purpose. And then you wind up with Barr, all he's got to do is affect everything now. And I'm not saying Barr's not doing more. You know, I think I'm sure he's adding to everything. But I think the Epstein thing was pretty much finished. And the reason I think that is, is that there was a something else that came out the other day is that the uh, information on the Wiener laptop, you are all, you're familiar with the Wiener laptop.
1: Yeah, Anthony Wiener. Yeah, of
5: course.
2: Okay. Anthony Wiener and Uma Aberdeen both flipped. Okay. So we know what was on that laptop, we have a pretty good idea of some of the disgusting things that were on there. They both flipped. And this was directly tied into the Ukraine too because the Ukraine has seen what's on that laptop. I like to tie that into the Epstein thing, right? And I think all this stuff is probably gonna explode around the same time.
1: Yeah, So no, I
2: agree. Those are some things to be, I think, very optimistic about. And like I said, get your notepads out because you're going to have a lot of writing to do over the next couple of weeks, Roy, I think. And at that, I'll leave Absolute. it at that.
1: No, absolutely. I agree 100%. It, it, there's going to be a lot of different revelations. There's going to be a lot of things that come out with Epstein, and it'll be it'll be great for conversation. That's for sure. Um, thank you. Always a pleasure, Michael Balce. Uh, always love your insight. Uh, you have many years' experience. You were police chief homicide detective, so you know this stuff very well. Um, we'll be right back, though, everybody. Uh, please stay with us. We'll be right back. Uh, we have Brent, Brett Coconut Coconutids running for Congress in New Mexico coming on, as well as popular talk show host Dave Sussman. Very excited to talk to him, uh, both of them, actually, and uh, it's a beautiful night. Stay with us.
0: TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you yes. know and
6: love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter with new delicious tastes like whiskey flat iron steak and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of endless apps. Endless apples, every night, 9 p.m. to close.
4: Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea.
0: I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me.
4: Talk to your doctor about Chantix.
1: And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, <clears throat> worldwide. Listen to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. uh, We are going to introduce Congress candidate Brett uh, Coconutis here shortly, but I do want to welcome to the show. uh, He can only be with us for a limited time, and I want to get him right now. We have popular talk show host Dave Sussman. Dave, how are you? Welcome.
7: Thanks, Roy. Thanks for having me.
1: Did I pronounce your last name correctly?
7: Yes, you did.
1: Excellent, excellent. I was was hoping I did. So, um, dude, your first time on the show, big fan of yours. Uh, Tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
7: Thanks. Uh, So I do a two-hour show daily at America's Voice News called America's Voice Live. It's a two-hour news and talk show. Uh, I have a show weekly on America's voice news and all over the place called whiskey politics, where we do long form interviews and I'm on uh, Salem radio and uh, GCN. I sit in for uh, the real side radio, which is on 52 stations terrestrial around the country. And, uh, with that, uh, you can find all our stuff, whiskey politics and America's voice news all over the internet, YouTube and everywhere else.
1: I love it, man. I love it. So America's voice news, uh, so tell tell us about your show. Tell us about the network. Uh, you're on Salem. You're doing a lot of big stuff, man. It's big.
7: Yeah, America's Voice News is an alternative platform. You can find us on on uh, on on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon, yeah. all of the different platforms. Uh, it's it 's uh, live news and television, right. and, uh television, and we do a two hour show every day where we 're basically taking apart the news it's it 's kind of an alternative to fox and o a n uh, but we do yeah. more uh interviews and other things like that as well. And myself and Amanda Head, uh we uh we, we co host that television program. And America and Whiskey Politics is is also on that network. We're also on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play and the Ricochet Audio Network for Whiskey Politics. So uh YouTube as well.
1: Yeah, and Ben Ben is a good friend of mine. He's been on the show many times. He's on he's on America News, isn't he? Yeah. America Voice News. Yeah, America yeah. uh,
7: Ben Ben's on our show all the time. We go to him on the road wherever he's at a rally. He's a good friend and yes. uh and Ben's fantastic. Frontline America is also over there as well at America's Voice News.
1: How many shows do you guys have over there now? Because I know it's growing uh quite rapidly.
7: I couldn't tell you the number. I I, I just know that I'm busy with pre-production okay. calls and then obviously live television. It takes up my entire uh, half first half of the day. And, uh, yeah, we're busy with it. We're our, our show not to, uh, I've been told we're the flagship of the network. So we're kind of proud of that with our two hours, but everybody else has got one hour programs and, uh, it's good. We're growing. Uh I just got some numbers. We're in the millions of views and uh it's growing. It's you know, it's like everything, you know, if you keep working hard at it like you do with your show, uh, you you build an audience.
1: Right. No, absolutely. And how long have you been doing this for, man?
7: Well, Whiskey Politics I started 3 years ago and uh that parlayed into America's Voice News and uh yeah, so I mean this is kind of my second career, you know. I've always been doing other things, financial services, and a whole bunch of different other things. But I've been involved in politics uh, for for close to 25 years now, and this is just a just a passion for me. And I enjoy talking about it and educating people and trying to have a conversation. Because if you if you sit on you know CNN or or Fox News all day, you're not really learning that much. You're getting angry. But uh, this, you know, our, I, I think for for us to, you know, Andrew Breitbart said politics is downstream from culture. The way for us yeah. to win hearts and minds is to have a discussion and talk about the things that bring us together, and then figure out, right. yeah, we have disagreements with our with our with our means, but we we want the same ends, and it's just about trying to get people to understand that, you know, a large centralized bureaucratic government is not the way to achieve the goals that we all have. So that's kind of it in a nutshell.
1: Amen. Amen. Spot on. And you're going all around, right? I mean, you're going to different states. You're going to sidewalks. You're going to all these various places and co- connecting with the everyday per- citizens, right?
7: Yeah. 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 Uh, as much as we, you know, we love our echo chambers, right? That most of the folks aren't listening and and watching. They're they're too busy focused on the latest movie or TMZ or whatever it is, we've got to go to them and have discussions. I'm working on a new project and there's a new network that's about to be launched in the new year, which I'm looking forward to be a part of. And it's, it's going after the, you know, the younger generation, the millennials and the Gen Zs, because you know, you got to talk about the things that they're talking about and then put things in a perspective where they really try to understand uh, you know, the, the impact of politics on our culture without talking about politics. They're not watching Fox News. You know, the average age of Fox News is like 68 and a half, right? I mean, you see the commercials, it depends, and, you know, walk-in bathtubs. That's their demographic. And if we want to change the culture and figure out, you know, what, you know how we want to save this, you know, save the country from the hard left, Uh, not, not liberals, not classic liberals, but leftists. If we want to save the country from the leftists, we got to go where they are drinking. We got to go to their, 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 uh, their water pool and uh, have a discussion with them and talk about why Charlie's Angels just flopped miserably last week. You know, it's because, you know, get woke, go broke. Let's talk about it from that standpoint and instead of talking about tax reform and regulations and all the things that, you know, we, we agree with that uh,
1: we got to have a discussion
7: on their terms so that they understand it.
1: Very, very well said, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, we live in a time, and I was just kind of having this conversation the other day. You know, we live in a time that is so evolved with technology. You have all these people on their smartphones, and you're right. The young kid, the the average 25-year-old or, or the 30, 38-year-old isn't watching Fox News. It's more of an older demographic. Most people are watching videos or they're watching stuff, you know, the everyday person, you know, my age and, and I would say people all the way up and even now into their fifties and sixties are, are on their phones quite a bit. I mean, uh, you know, the TV, believe it or not, like stations uh, of somebody who's sitting down and actually watching the news, it's declining. It, 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 it's, it's pretty much way more popular now on, on a smartphone. So when you have, you know, that sort of strong message that you're sending on, on a, on a, on a platform, uh like that it it really uh, speaks volume it, it 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 carries a lot of weight and it's needed uh for the uh you know kind of kind of the change we're going through in in our era in our in, no just in our in our society and it's a new era for sure you know
7: yeah, I was having this discussion earlier with my producer at America's Voice News. We were just chatting tonight about this. And I grew up in an age where we watched Johnny Carson, uh, Dave Letterman. Right. That was kind of it.
1: Right. Everybody and, would sit around and, and, with and each other. And now yeah, – and, and, and here, here's what's crazy. Everybody used to eat dinner as a family. Everybody used to watch programs as a family. Now everybody goes in their own room and is on their smartphone and does their own thing. Right. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you
7: know, when you when you see Johnny Carson in the '70s and '80s, and you know he retired in '92, uh, he was getting tens of millions of views or tens of millions of viewers. You know, and now you go see a Jimmy Kimmel who I you know I can't stand his politics. He's funny on some uh, some things. You know, he's barely cracking 1.8, 1.9 million viewers, and people aren't watching
1: broadcast
7: television. They're watching a hell of a lot of TV
1: there's that's why there's such a niche for these online networks like right. um you know info wars and what where you work and whiskey politics and all the oh you know and all these different things i mean we have right side broadcasting and it keeps growing yep. like there's more things that keep coming out
7: yeah and and that's the future and and so that's what we're trying to do at av news america's voice news and uh you listeners can find us at america's voice live i'm i'm uh from uh one, uh, to, from 2 to 4 east coast time that's 11 to 1 pacific time every day and you know we talk about the news it's not it's not all that different there's only so much news that uh, everybody's talking about whether it's impeachment or cultural things but we put our little opinions on it as well and it's we're definitely right of center I'm, I'm you know I'm yeah. not going to lie about that we're not down the center I'm not a journal I didn't go to journalism school but uh, it, it's done in a way where it's, it's fun, and we have some laughs, and we have some great guests, and this is, this is where we're going. This is where TV is going. We, we'll still watch big screen TVs in our home. We're just yeah. not going to watch ABC and CBS.
1: Right, and, and we're living in a time where you have all these other options, and you have all these varieties, and you have all these outlets. And let's face it, the everyday consumer likes options, they, they don't, especially yeah. in today's society. They don't like just sticking with one thing because they're always – look at all the apps that are out there. Look at all the new forms of technology. Look at all the different sites people sign up for. I mean, it's it's an interesting environment out there, you know what I mean?
7: Yeah, no, it is. And it's an exciting time. It's a scary time because we're not really too sure where we're going. This is kind of yeah. like the gold rush, Rory. You right. know, ninety-nine percent right. of the people that head up to the Yukon are not going to right. find gold, but the one percent are going to right. strike it rich, and they're going to they're going to take us yeah. to the next generation of media.
1: And what makes what makes it significant and powerful and important what we're doing uh, is that it's it, it's so powerful, important, and needed because you look at all the fake news out there. So many people are forced to, you know, or not forced, but there's so many. Channels that are so much of the same and keeps telling lies that you have people like you and I that others are 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 going to because they don't they don't want to hear uh, the mainstream talking chamber uh, idiocy they don't want to hear the they don't want to keep hearing the same old crap you know what I mean and it's it's really um, become an epidemic the mainstream media how 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 sickening uh, it really is.
7: Yeah, and we're starting to see people waking up. Uh, You know, we just had the impeachment hearings last week, which I'm sure you've been talking about. And, you know, what the whole goal for uh, Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi was that they were going to basically create this paradigm shift in American opinion to say this is enough, we want to get rid of Donald Trump, and the polls are going in the other direction. The independents are now turning uh, for Trump against the Democrats, and the Democrats are going to have a serious dilemma now. Because do they back off of this and look like cowards and and lose their base? Or do they go for it and really piss off everybody and lose the House next year and lose the presidency next year? They've put themselves into a corner because people have woken up because they're not all listening to CNN and MSNBC and the mainstream networks. They're finding options like you and us, and they're
1: learning the truth. Very true. Very true. And and you know what? Even the people – the people that have a brain and no reality and don't live in, a, in an alternate universe, they know. Even the ones that hate Trump, they know nothing's going to happen. They just like the thought of Trump going away, but it, it they can't get over that their feelings, uh, you know, are are more are more important than actual facts. It's it's pretty sad what the left has come to, and I, and I, you know what I mean. And I want I want to also say, you go around constantly to all these different areas. And you're interviewing a lot of people. You're talking to voters about the issues. I'm sure you're on college campuses. I'm sure you're talking about a hundred different genders with these idiots out there. You know the war on free speech. Uh, the you know the, the Chick Fil A. The I mean it goes on and on. You have the slavery reparations. I, how how have we come to a point in this society? Uh, at this point in our society, I mean indoctrination. Uh, the, the the curriculums are so backwards. It, it, it doesn't It doesn't end. It's, it's a sick, sick system.
7: I was at the red carpet event at Chinese Theater last week, or it's two Mondays ago now, uh, for the uh, No Safe Spaces movie with Adam Carroll and Dennis Prager, and I had them on. We interviewed them, uh, Dave Rubin and all these guys. It was fantastic, great group of minds. And I'm standing yeah. there, and I saw No Safe Spaces two years ago when it was in development at uh, Freedom Fest out in Las Vegas. And yeah. what my question to Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla and these guys was: In the past two years, while you guys have been producing and rewriting and developing the movie, has it gotten worse or has it gotten better? And to a person, they all said it has gotten worse and dramatically so. The left have have indoctrinated our youth. They've graduated yeah. colleges from uh, from yep. these indoctrination schools. They're now in our yeah. corporations where everything, Rory, everything is focused 100% on diversity and the color of your skin and your sexuality. And that is the primary focus for these people, and they are now running our corporations. Listen, when you see brawny paper towels take off the guy in plaid, you know, the the, the hungry (laughs) jack guy, right, you know, the lumberjack, and and they replace them with three women of diverse color, you know, it's (laughs) like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) whatever but what they, they're so <laughs> stupid they don't even realize that they just basically made the statement that for every man it now takes three yeah. women to do the same thing they're so stupid but you know I, I gotta say this you know whether it's Nike and Colin Kaepernick or, or Gillette yeah. and you know the toxic masculinity they're <laughs> now permeating our corporations and this is why yeah. it's gotten so much worse in the past few years and we've got to right. turn this around, man, because it's just getting insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and it—I mean, this applies into the whole social justice warrior, all these different movements. And I've said on my show many times, I'm sure you've probably heard. You know, I—here's what I talk about: uh, the Democratic Party. The more boxes they can create, the more victims they can uh, establish and and, and put, uh, you know, on their side. The more powerful they become. It's the same thing that they have these hundred different genders. They can create more victims. They can create these people that they're insane and that they're oppressed, and it, it delivers all these talking points. And what else is a problem with the Democratic Party? You look at the cancel culture. They, if you don't agree with them, they want to ruin your livelihood. They want to destroy your family. They want to come after you. They go for the throat. These people, and they claim we're the fascists. They claim we're the bigots. They claim we're the right. They claim we're the, ra- they the racists. They're the ones that want to rewrite history because they simply don't agree with it, and they want to be offended. I mean, it's like our culture has come to this entitlement phase and this sensitive phase, like I've never seen before. Everybody has to be yeah. a trophy. Every everybody thinks they can be Michael Jordan. Everybody thinks they're equal. No, no, no. That's not what america was founded upon we all have our own talents we're all made differently and that's what makes this country beautiful quite frankly
0: yeah, and, then, true words. and real
1: quick and real quick you got them smelly animal feminists the the grossest of the gross the nastiest weakest breed of them all going around making all these demands saying men have to change you know and they, they want to be equal to men and and they want to and it's such it's so generalized you know First of all, they don't talk about how women ha- start, you know, start having kids and having families, and men uh, usually work more, and that that's it's been like that for the longest time. I mean, they, I can give so many different talking points on this whole stupid uh, narrative, but they, they've come to this whole alpha male, this superior mindset where they don't want men to be men. They they want to wear the pants, these women. And they think men are pig sexist uh, and men get paid more, which is it's not true. I mean, it depends on the person's qualification. It's its not about gender. It never has been. I know many women that get paid more than men. And I know other men that get paid more than women. Um, You know, it's, it's just sick. You know what I mean? Well,
7: that's why Hollywood is failing, Rory. Like I said, with yeah. the aforementioned Charlie's angels, we see it with the new star yeah. Wars, you know, the force yeah. is feminine. People, yeah. people don't want that. They don't want these, right. these values Stuff right. down their th- throat, gras style, by these feminists yeah. in Hollywood, and and you know just entertain me. Stop, stop singing about it. Stop acting with this stuff. And so they're failing. And and you know some of the biggest flops this year have been these woke movies right.
1: that look nobody at wants to see. Look at Charlie's so. Angels. You know, look at Terminator. Look at Charlie's Angels. Look at yep, all these things exactly. they tried to reinvent. They tried to do Men in Black with a women in it with a female i mean it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen and and they only want to do it to it has nothing to do with the storyline it has nothing to do with any sort of merit they just want to push their narrative and try to have this superior mindset and it's it's really goes into the whole pc culture uh everybody's got to be politically correct you know women are victims women are the women are the future men are the enemy men need to watch the way they behave even if they're the nicest most well-behaved person on earth it's the most stereotypical generalized setting i've ever seen
7: yeah yeah it is and they're losing they're losing that you know hollywood box office is down television production uh budgets are down because they can't afford it they're losing out and Listen, we're going to become a lot more segmented in our society, which right. is which is good because you get to watch what you want to watch. But at the same time, I'm scared how this is going to impact our echo chambers and being able to talk with the other side. Because I think, and I, I will say this, I think most people, you take away the 10% on the extremes, the hard leftists and the hard right, in other words, Twitter, yeah. take those out of the equation, the 80%, the 40% around the middles, You know, most of them are just normal people. They're not focused on politics that you and I are. They're focused on taking care of the kids. They're taking care of the mortgage, showing up to soccer games on Saturday mornings. They're falling asleep listening to to the cable uh, news or or local news, which is piped in from CNN. And this is what they know about politics. If we can have a way to communicate with these people, again, we all want the same ends. We want good schools. We want secure borders. We want clean skies. We just have different means. Uh, Big centralized government. Listen, uh, Elizabeth Warren, a study just came out today and said that if she wins uh, the election and gets through – Congress, which she never will, the $30 trillion or $57 trillion in government largesse that she wants, she will have to create 20 new government agencies. Why do you think Washington, D.C. is already so damn expensive to live in that people are moving to the suburbs in Northern Virginia and making that state blue? Because government has already become too big because of the Obama administration. And now she wants to grow it even further? I mean, you know, Talk about a primordial Marxist ooze It's spreading like a cancer And and this is what they want And normals don't want that Normals want to be left alone They like state rights They like the 10th amendment And when you have a discussion with them about it They just have some icky feelings Because they think Republicans are evangelicals or they want to come into your bedroom And tell you what to do Which most Republicans and conservatives don't We don't care you know, we, we want you out of our pocket and our bedroom. So you, you have this discussion with people, and I think most people will agree. And I think Donald Trump yeah. is, is, is on the right track. And if this economy right. stays the way that it is right now, I think he wins yeah. election hands down. And the Democrats yeah. have really put themselves into a corner. We only need 18 seats to turn the House back red next November, folks. Don't be complacent because every single right. vote's going to count, but I feel good about it.
1: Right. I absolutely agree with you 100%. Very spot on. And you're right. I mean, we, uh, these people, the left thinks the Republicans are judging them. And it's for for what their sexual orientation is and what their skin color is. But that's just not the case. They make, they, all they can't, all they do is talk about sexual orientation and race. And they shove that down our throat. They, they basically try to, they victimize themselves. It has nothing to do with us. All they want to do is push their problems on us. It, it's disgusting. It really is. But I do got to go to commercial. I want to thank you for coming on. Please tell everybody where they can connect with you. And we'll have you back soon. For yeah.
7: Uh, find me on Twitter at David Sussman S-U-S-S-M-A-N. Find Whiskey Politics on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and download America's Voice News on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon, and all the others. America's Voice News. Greatly appreciate you taking the time, Rory. Love what you're doing. Love your show, and best of luck with everything, my friend.
1: Thank you, my friend. I'll definitely have you back soon. God bless you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. All righty. I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. Um, I'm excited to have him on. We have U.S. congressional candidate from New Mexico, uh, Brett – let me make sure I pronounce this right – Kokunatis? Did I do it right?
6: You got it right, Rory.
1: Excellent. Brett, I'm really sorry about the delay. It's been crazy tonight. The show is overbooked. Uh, what I do want to ask you, though, like I do all my guests when they first come on, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, how it all started for you, and here you are today, man, running for Congress. Big stuff.
6: Yeah, definitely. No, and you've had a lot of great guests. I've been listening here, a lot of great conversation. Uh, I Last year, you know, I'm a former Democrat myself, and I left the party because of a lot of the issues that everyone's been talking about here. And last year, uh, during our gubernatorial race in New Mexico, I ran an organization that was talking out uh, against the democratic agendas and policies that were just coming to light in our state. Uh, It was one of the largest social media movements. And all through that process, you know, people were calling me a Republican in disguise, a Russian operative, you know, a traitor. And I said, you know, if you guys can't look at the evidence and what's happening in this state, uh, there is no room for compromise on any of these issues. Even the Democratic Party in our state at the state level is pushing out the moderate conservative Democrats. And for those of your listeners that don't understand New Mexico politics, New Mexico Democrats sound very much like Republicans on a lot of the issues. Many of them are pro-life, they're very pro-Second Amendment. They're against red flag gun laws. And in our state last year at the, legislate, uh, the legislative session, they tried to introduce red flag gun laws, uh, several pieces of legislation. Not a single sheriff was consulted uh, from the sheriff Association on the issue. And a Democratic sheriff led 28 out of our 33 counties to go rogue and stand up against red flag gun laws in the state of New Mexico. So that was a big a big thing. Uh, the reason why I'm running for Congress, I'm a small business owner. Uh, I, I work in technology, I've been a software developer, I've done startups, business mentorship, and our state governor has come out and said, New Mexico is one of the business friendliest places uh, in the in the country. And I, I don't agree with that. Um, you know, New Mexico's economy is struggling. We do have 66 economic opportunity zones under the uh, Tax Cut Act. And all we see, at least in my district, in the first congressional district, is the incumbent, Deb Holland, which is – this is her first term in Congress. She won election last year. She's uh, the first Native American woman elected to Congress. Uh, She's ran primarily on democratic agenda and identity politics. And in New Mexico, we have many – uh, Native Americans here, a lot of pueblos and tribes, and those issues are important. But in the first congressional district, our state symbol represents a zia, and the zia is a is, is a symbol of unity of all these cultures coming together. We haven't seen very many uh, well rounded out policies coming from the congresswoman. It's been very much heavy on the identi- on identity politics. She's endorsed Elizabeth Warren for president early on and now just uh, yesterday she was tapped to co-chair the all-woman uh presidential uh, committee with warren um so you know you can kind of see that her eyes are not really focused on the congressional district i think she sees an opportunity uh potentially with warren and and has put her sights on that instead of the issues in new mexico democratic controlled state we have the highest crime in Albuquerque, you can imagine, we're out uh, ready to outpace the homicide uh, count from last year with a, Democrat, a new Democratic mayor in Albuquerque. US Attorney General uh, William Barr came out here and criticized and said, our judicial system is subpar. Uh, and we agree with that. There's, there's initiatives from the Republicans to push through bail reform because several years ago, we had a constitutional amendment that basically really uh, tied the hands of the court to keep criminals uh, it, behind bars, or at least on bail. And what we're seeing now is these narratives. You know, the Democrats love to tell these stories to make you feel good about what they're doing. And in reality, they're very ineffective. Zero economic development being invested in New Mexico. Our state LITA fund invested $2 million in a company from California to come here and grow hemp, industrial hemp. And in New Mexico, we have many farmers in the north and in the south of our state that are looking for new opportunities. Legalized industrial hemp would be a great crop that these farmers can, could transition into. Right
5: but that industry's booming.
6: Exactly. And our and our and our Democratic governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, gave 2 million dollars of investment to an out-of-state company to come here and set up shop in Dona Anna County. Albuquerque, the City Council of Albuquerque, in a city that is littered with crime and violence and needs an infusion of help, you know, their, their top priority this week was to pass a city ordinance to require small businesses to turn on closed captioning if they have TVs in their establishment. And what was even more ironic was that the reason for that wasn't to better serve the deaf community or hearing impaired community, but it was so that they could better communicate information in an an emergency. Now, here's here's the kicker. You would think that maybe they would have some kind of small fine or a warning system. They're issuing citations for up to $500 for these small businesses if they don't comply with that. And here we have a crime problem, we have a violence problem, we have a drug problem, we have an economy problem. And the city council now wants to enforce red flag gun laws. They want to prescribe how law abiding citizens can keep and maintain their firearms on their person and in their car and in their home. And they have to be locked up with the ammunition separate at all times. Just this week, a woman was pulling out of her driveway and got shot and killed going to the gym out of her home. And I don't know if you know much about New Mexico, but we are the wild west. Firearms are part of our culture. They have been for a long time. We have a lot of ranchers and farmers and hunters yeah. and some of, you know, some of these people use this as their way of life. They defend their property. Um, you know, we have yes. we have mountain lions Just and, like and I coyotes. I'm, I'm, and, over
1: here in Arizo- I'm over here in Arizona, very similar kind uh, I mean, yeah, so of values. Yeah, lot of have got, got the boars
6: and the mountain lions yep. and all that stuff, too. So you're very well familiar with that. Um, but the issues in New Mexico are, you know, we hear about all the national topics. We hear about the impeachment and, you know, whatever the topic of the day is against the president. What we really need to focus on is, what are any of these policies doing to improve the lives of New Mexicans within the district yeah. and across our state? And this yeah. year in 2020, President Trump came down here uh, to Rio Rancho several months and, ago. Brad and like put out a. Release. It. it looks like he can flip New
1: Mexico. That's what it's looking like.
6: Well, they have victory for Trump has landed in New Mexico. Uh, I met with them in, in Albuquerque this week. Uh, They have plans of bringing a team here to, to work it for the president in 2020. I think it's definitely possible. And at the rally, you know, the media will downplay it and say, no one showed up there. I was stood there for eight hours. There are thousands upon thousands and thousands of people waiting to get into the stadium. They capped it at 8,000. There was at least another 3,500 to 4,000 outside uh, of the stadium uh, Brad Parskell's team put out a press release saying that they yeah. projected about 38% of the attendees were actually Democrat uh, yeah, registered that. voters. So, you know, you guys talked a lot about some interesting topics on the show, and I'd like to kind of, you know, do, kind of work those I do back
1: gotta into... take a quick, I do got to take a quick commercial, and then I want to come back and talk to you, but please stay with us. Uh, stay with us. Uh, we'll be right back, Brett. Uh, this is the Rory Soder Show, everybody. It's a beautiful night.
2: Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, Skyray Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at Skyray Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at Skyraysecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Rory Soder from the Rory Sauter Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, getyourappbuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, getyourappbuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello everybody, this is Rory Sauter from The Rory Sauter Show.
4: I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production.
1: And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. I want to go back to uh, Brett. As you were saying, though, my friend, go ahead.
6: So, Rory, yeah, I mean, you guys had a lot of great content on tonight's discussion, and and a part of it is the democratic hate and division. The current incumbent yeah. in my congressional district in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the 1st congressional district, Deb Holland came out and she's on record saying that the Antifa protesters, you know, were peaceful. She was on TV yesterday calling the president uh, a racist because of uh, the DACA issue. And when we look at DACA, Congress has had 18 years to deal with this issue. And even in more recent light, you know, that they had the opportunity to reach a compromise and settlement with the president, but chose not to do that. Um, You know, this is just, it's just more proof in the pudding that the Democrats are focused on division instead of uniting uh, people together here. And we can see that just across, you know, our state here, even within their own party. Like I said before, if you're not an ultra-progressive so far, left-leaning, you want to fall over uh, elected official or candidate. They're going to work against you to push you out. That's that's the mantra. That's the agenda. And it's really interesting to see it in New Mexico, because what we have now is we have a congresswoman that I, I really think that she's trying to, uh, you know, crawl up to Warren and hopefully maybe she'll get, you know, the nomination for or her pick for vice president. We have our governor newly minted governor last year who says, Oh, she's not interested in higher office, but there's all this speculation and rumors and and conversation in our media that she's trying to get up in the ranks for a VP nomination. Everyone here on the Democrat side seems to be wanting to work up and out of the state instead of focusing on issues that really matter to our constituents. And in this last legislative session, the Democrats Pushed through. We had a we had a movement here in, in the last session called the Rocket Docket Agenda, and they crammed through. I want to say it was like over 400 pieces of legislation, uh, you know, within a 60-day session. And keep in mind, uh, New Mexico is one of the, is the only state with an unpaid legislature. So we had so many bills and ideas and things get pushed through. Others got tabled. We raised taxes on a poor state where nearly 50% of all people in New Mexico receive some kind of government assistance, whether that's SNAP or, you know, Medicaid or some other, uh, incentive program, they raised taxes over $400 million. We had over, uh, $1.3 billion in surplus thanks to the oil and gas revenue that we were generating, um, Obviously, the Democrats are coming down on oil and gas. However, we haven't seen that directly uh, from the state yet. But when we're getting $1.3 billion in surplus and we spent it all and we raised taxes on the people, something is wrong. Something is greatly wrong with their policy. And this next, next legislative session that's coming in at the state side They're going to attribute another nearly half a billion dollars to education, where we're ranked worst in the nation in the education. Nothing is improving because their solution is just keep throwing money at it, raise taxes, instead of really looking at the issues that need to be addressed in this state. Going back to the congressional side, what are the economic uh, factors that our current Democratic Folks are focused on. There's nothing. Albuquerque needs a plan for its economy. It needs a plan for its crime. And a lot of that, if you don't know, and I'm sure you do because you're down in Arizona, but New Mexico, and particularly Albuquerque, is a drug hub. We are one of the largest centers for cartel activity and distribution. And when we go down to the southern part of our state, down in Las Cruces, last year, Our Governor again, was down there. she pulled the National Guard uh, away from the border. We shut down several checkpoints and of course, she's down you know at the border investigating with her special protection. and says that there's no crisis. a couple of weeks go by. We see all these people coming across the border. They're taxing hey, the system i, I do
1: got i do gotta let you go in about forty seconds i do I do gotta um. I do gotta call you. I do gotta let you go um, here in a second. Uh, If you can stay on, I do gotta introduce my next guest, but I can get maybe get to you at the end. I'll finish though real quick in about thirty seconds. I do gotta
6: move on though. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways, my point is, we have to put focus on the issues that hit people at home, that have to deal with those issues, and those issues are being ignored. So, if your listeners are interested more about our campaign, you can visit my website at imaginebrett.com or just search for me on uh, Facebook, Brett, for Congress. But I appreciate you having me on tonight, Kurt.
1: Absolutely. And, I, you know, man, I, I love everything you're saying. Uh, a lot of big stuff going on in New Mexico. Uh, I'm hoping it can flip. Uh, I definitely think there's a lot of, lot of potential there. Uh, and, w- and we're dealing with a, um, a, a definitely a situation that um, uh, is, is like never seen before. I mean, when's the last time we've seen a Republican win New
6: Mexico, you know? Oh, it's going to happen, and I think we're going to see it across at least three congressional districts this year. We have some great candidates out there. We also have some new faces and the newly vacated seat by uh, Tom Udall. He's not running for re-election, so we do have one U.S. Senate seat open as well. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I I look forward to it. Uh, I definitely want to have you back uh, very soon. Uh, Thank you so much, though.
6: Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Great show.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us. We have U- U.S. Congressional candidate um, Floyd McClendon from Texas. How are you, Floyd?
5: I'm good, Rory. Thank you for having me, brother.
1: You don't hear any music, do you?
5: No, not anymore. <laughs> what
1: kind of music was it? Because I, I couldn't hear it. What was going on in the background?
5: Man, I have no idea. Like, I, I called you, and then uh, I put myself on mute, and all of a sudden, I'm hearing music, and it was drowning out your show, so I disconnected, called back, and now everything is fine.
1: Okay, excellent. So, Floyd, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. First time on the show. I like everything you're doing. I'm happy you're running. Tell us about yourself.
5: Well, I'm running for Congress, District 32 of Texas, which is north northeast Dallas. It is 12 cities two counties. Um, I served 25 years in, the, in our great United States Navy. Uh, 15, 15 years service. as a U.S. Navy SEAL. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. 15 years as a U.S. Navy SEAL, and you know, I worked on I worked on Capitol Hill as a military legislative fellow for a North Carolina congressman, and then I just left the Attorney General's office. I was an executive aide for about 15 months. So. You know, I have background in state and federal politics, and this is just a way for me to continue to serve. Um, you know, I, I'm not done yet. I think uh, with my experience and, you know, what I've learned over the years, um, I, I owe it still to the American people to take it to Capitol Hill, and, and um, I'm asking to be their leader for District 32.
1: Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So uh, for people that don't know, tell everybody what areas – of uh, Texas your district covers
5: okay so what it covers is uh, North Dallas, Highland Park, University Park, Richardson, Garland uh, Murphy, Wiley, Saxe Rolette, Sunnyvale, Mesquite all of these are their own cities and it's Dallas mm-hmm. County and it's Collin County so you want to it's north Northeast Dallas so that's uh, if anybody knows Texas they know what I'm talking about
1: and what's, it, what's the current situation um, with the person in that seat right now? What's the status?
5: The current congressman, he hasn't done his job since he took the seat. He doesn't have a relationship with the people. He doesn't have a relationship with the city leaders. He does not have a relationship with the industries within the district. And I know this because I've been talking to all three. Not only have I been talking to them uh, locally, But I've been up in D.C. also talking to uh, the industries that are affiliated with our local, with our district. So, one, he ran whatever he ran on. Well, not whatever he ran on, but what he ran on, he has failed dramatically. Not only that, District 32 has not had uh, a congressman for a while now that represents him. They haven't had a relationship you know, with their leader in a very long time. And this is one of the major things that, you know, I've seen up on Capitol Hill is that, you know, some Congress, Congress people have lost their way and forgot that, you know, we are servant leaders and we need to stay connected to the people. We need to understand like what their issues are. And if it's based on God, Constitution, and conservative principles, I have no, no problems going up to Washington, D.C. and fighting for that.
1: Yeah, and we need, you know, it, it really is all about the, it's about the about the outsider. We need pro-Trump candidates in there that aren't part of the establishment. We need to get rid of the swamp, and it's already starting to diminish, and we've seen what Trump has created, uh, this amazing movement that can, uh, you know,
4: open so many doors.
5: You know, you're absolutely right. And what it is, you know, when we say establishment or when we say the swamp, what I think of is an individual who has taken advantage of a political position for their for their own personal gain or advantage, and you know this is something that we need to uh, we need to understand and we need to educate the American people. But and it, and this is what's going on with our country. The Democrats across the country is tugging on the American people's heart, the American people's emotions. And they're selling them a false narrative. Republican Party and our and our and the conservatives, we have to step up and we have to push our message, which is God, country, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And we we haven't been doing. That. We, haven't, we need to step up. We need to, to really push hard for our agenda yes. because you know our country is at stake. 2020 is, is going to be a very telling year. Um, not only for Texas, but you know, District Thirty Two is, is one of the major districts that the Democrats are coming after, and they think if they win District Thirty Two, that that they're going to that they're going to turn Texas. But I'm not letting that happen.
1: And what what is the crime like in your area? Kind of speak on that a little bit. What's it? What what is it? Pretty bad.
5: I'll tell you what. So this is what Dallas has done. They will not charge anyone for a crime that's less than $750. So I can basically walk up to you, take your wallet. If it's $749 in your wallet, I'm going to walk away scot-free. So this is, you know, this is the problem that we're having in Dallas. Not only that, you know, our law enforcement, they're underfunded, they're they're under-resourced, and they're underfunded, and we we have to find a way from a federal perspective on how we how we help our states, how we help uh, the cities, you know, to, to, to beef up our law enforcement. Because what that does is it plays into it plays into the narrative of keeping our women and children safe, especially in Texas and all across our country.
1: Yeah, and you know, I what do you yeah. see?
5: Let me ask you this. What what
1: do you see as the three biggest problems in your area face, facing right now?
5: For district 32, the biggest problem yeah. right now is our health care. The three
1: healthcare. biggest, what would you say the three the three top uh, the three biggest problems and the three top priorities
6: you would do on day 1 to fix it?
5: Day 1 would be our healthcare. We need to we need to do something about that. Two would be we need to make sure that there's equal pay all uh, across the plane, and we need to get get rid of the narrative of of, of, of female equal pay or, or male equal pay. It's equal pay across the board for everyone. That's that's number two. And three would be uh, illegal immigration. We have to secure our borders, have to beef up our our border patrol agents, and we have to make sure that the ten percent of the illegal immigrants that are coming across. They're the ones that are doing damage to our to our state and to our country. The ninety percent, they're the ones who want to come over and live a better life and contribute to the American to the American way. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we have to make sure that they do it. They do it legally. It's the ten percent that are coming over who are, who are, uh, sexually molesting the women that are coming across the border. We're letting them enter our country to do the same thing to our women and children. Um, it's, the, it's the 10% that we're allowing to come over and commit crimes or be drug smugglers or, or human trafficking. So we have to – we basically really have to secure our border so that way we can just secure our country and protect the American people.
1: Absolutely. Um, very well said. And what I want to ask you as well is we see how big of a problem the illegal immigration is in Texas – and I'm in Arizona, so I know I know it very well. I live right next to a border, as you do in Texas. I speak on the how affected your areas have become with illegal
5: immigration. Absolutely, and this is what we have to. This is what we have to do when it's, when it comes to educating the American people. We don't have a problem with immigration. This is how our country was founded. Was people were coming over from different countries to to live a better life. We love that. right. That's what makes right. That's what makes America so great. What we For want sure. is we want, we want to prevent legal. illegal. Illegal. We want to prevent illegal immigration and we want to promote legal immigration. And exactly. we just have to continue exactly. to educate the American people and let them know we don't have a problem with with immigrants that want to do the the. the process in a legal manner it's the ones right. who are who are taking who are taken away from our american citizens and also yeah. the legal immigrants that are millions and millions of taxpayers dollars and are being funded to illegal immigration and we have to we have to narrow that down and we have to stop it
1: yeah, you're absolutely right, and you know I I've been saying this for a long time, and I'll say it again. We need more men that have worked in uniform and that have been in the military uh, in office. I mean, because they, they know, they're they're very informed. Uh, we need I, I and they're so all about America. Um, very important.
5: So for me, it's about it's about the brothers and sisters who I've served with. It's about Uh, It's about those who have put their time, effort, and trust to, to have me in the position that I'm in right now. And I feel like if someone like me, who's from the south side of Chicago, who statistically shouldn't even be here, who served 25 years in the Navy, and who served on one of the most elite units in the world for 15 years, and so blessed. To now be a Texan, if somebody yeah. like me doesn't step up and, and get into a leadership role to where we are improving America, then who will? Like, So I feel like I still owe it to the American people. I still feel like I owe it to you. I feel like I right. owe it to those who have invested their time and energy and money into me up until this point. Like, I yeah. would, It would do a disservice if I was to walk away. So right. This is, I'm, I'm well, very, I'm very passionate about protecting, protecting my brothers and sisters and and my country.
1: Well, God, God bless you, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm rooting for you. I want to have you back soon. Please tell everybody where they can connect with you.
5: You can connect with Floyd McLendon for Congress, Texas thirty-two, at www.mclendonforcongress, dot for congress, and it's spelled out M C L E N D O N for congress.com check out my website come see what i'm about i would love to earn your support your donations your love your voice all of it
1: perfect perfect well floyd we'll talk to you soon thank you so much my friend
5: rory thank you for having me on the show i love you brother i love america and i love texas
1: all right i love you too man god bless we'll talk soon
5: perfect
1: Um, we, uh, we, we're, we're, we're out of time. It's been a busy show. There's definitely overbooked tonight. We have a lot of people that, uh, I haven't got to, and I apologize and I will make it up to you. We will, uh, get you on either the next episode or the episode after that. I'm still, I got certain time slots open so we can figure it out. Uh, but Michael Valsi, go ahead. I'll give you some closing statements and then you can tell everybody where they can connect with you.
2: I'll keep it short, Laurie. Just one closing thought. You know, I'd like yes. the listeners to know, you know, 90% of the media is owned by six corporations. Right. And those corporations have a political ideology, hence the echo chamber, talking point, keyword uh, media uh, that we experience right now. And I think that's why people are tuning them out. Uh, it, it, it's obvious they're tuning them out. Look at the ratings. They're, they're falling drastically. But I think little by little we're starting to expose them. I think the first round of impeachment hearings, uh, or impeachment inquiry, I should say, uh, went a long way in doing that. But I think as some of these things come out, or some of the things we talked about earlier, I think as some of those things are exposed and some of the arrests are made and things, I think the, the media is going to be caught up in the middle of this. And at some point, they're either going to have to, you know, concede. Well, I think they, they fall into the trap of being being uh, indicted along with the rest of them. So uh, their, yeah. complici- their complicity is obvious here, and I think that statement I just made uh, speaks volumes. With that, I'll leave it Absolutely. at that. Uh, t- talk to you soon. You could reach me on Twitter at Michael Valsi. That's V as in Victor, A-L-S-I. I'd be glad to chat with anyone.
1: Absolutely, my friend. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much and uh we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Uh everybody, it's been a fantastic show tonight. Uh many great things established, uh amazing guests, uh perfect dialogue, everything you could want in a show, uh another big show tomorrow night. Uh and we uh definitely got uh, lots planned. Uh, As always, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my audience, and sponsors. You are all incredible. Uh, God bless everybody. I will see you tomorrow night. I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. Much love.
2: Cheers.